Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am your host, David. Fortunately, I'm going to be Broadcasting alone, um, Kyle bailed. God, he's such a little jerk, right? No, he's out having a life in New York, which is something I can respect. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to do a show, even if it's by myself. Last week, for some weird reason, I was trying to log in, and it wouldn't let me log in. Fifteen minutes, It took me 15 minutes, and I finally gave up. So that's what happened last week, and I apologize for not being on. But um, it just gives me more stuff to talk about. Unfortunately, I have nobody to bounce it off of, but just putting it out there. You can tweet me if you want, and I'll, you know, read some of your responses and stuff. But let's get started with the the Oscars using telecast a couple weeks ago. I really hate the fact that every Oscar host has a formula. They all have to sing and dance. They all have to do this and that. The only person that really made me forget the formula, excuse me, was Seth MacFarlane, because it felt more natural with Billy Crystal, with Ellen DeGeneres. It's like, oh, my God, singing and dancing again. And then Neil Patrick Harris continued it. It just felt nothing original. It it didn't feel original. It didn't feel fresh. It was just like, hmm. Um, I really, really like when Billy Crystal, when he would do parodies of the movies that were nominated, I was hoping that that was going to happen. I mean, Neil in his underwear was a homage to... Michael Keaton and Birdman, but yeah, I just I really, really, really wish that the friend would do it again. He was so amazing. He was funny. He was biting. He was witty. Um, as far as the actual awards, I've seen Still Alice so far. I saw that last night. I saw um, I, I kind of Stopped watching Theory of Everything because I had to go to bed and I was really tired and I haven't picked it up again. I. What were the other nominated movies? Um, I haven't seen um, Whiplash yet. I started to watch it this morning and I just got distracted with other things and so I stopped watching it. I just got to the beginning and I was just a little bored, but that's not uncommon for me because I um I was watching Foxcatcher last night and it was really slow. But the thing is, my friend told me it was going to be slow, so I expected it. So when I actually watched it, I loved it. 
I thought it was a great movie. It's one of those movies that's not about a love story. It's not about it's the, the story is about these two brothers. And my take on it, everybody did good in the movie. Mark Ruffalo did amazing. Steve Carell did amazing. I think this is the best acting I've seen from Chang Gaydon. And he got no recognition for it. I mean, first of all, his body was like, he looked like a, a built wrestler. And second of all, his acting was really good. I feel so bad that everybody else is actually around him and he gets nothing. But I hope that um, pretty soon they start recognizing him because he really is a good actor. Of course, I saw American Sniper, which is one of my favorites from 2013. Um, so I haven't seen Selma of the Imitation Game. I'm going to. Same with Boyhood and the Grand Budapest Hotel. But Birdman, I still, I liked the movie. I just thought something was missing from it. I still feel like American Sniper, aside from the baby, fake baby thing, was the best movie of the year, and I'm kind of shocked it didn't win. From what I saw, I got like three quarters of the way through Theory of Everything. Eddie Redmayne deserved his Oscar. He did an amazing job, and he's probably going to get another one next year because this movie is coming out this year called The Danish Girl. Um, Nicole Kidman was originally supposed to play the role. It's a book about this very first ever in history and everybody <laughs> of course now he's got the author confidence you know that's what I call it some people when they get the Oscar they have a little bit of confidence well actually no because the, the movie was filmed before he won so either way he, he's not going to get another Oscar um, Julian Moore hmm I really feel like she did. She always does good. She's like Meryl Streep. She always does good. I don't know if I agree with her winning for Still Alice. I think Rosamund Pike did a more amazing job because I was just blown away by Rosamund Pike's performance. And after I walked out, I said, oh my God, she's going to win an Oscar. Or she's going to be nominated. And she got nominated. I feel like Julianne Moore's win was a career pat on the back more than it was her best performance. I don't think it was her best performance. I think her best performance was Far From Heaven. But she didn't win then. But that's just that's just me. Um, I'm not a, a goater. Um, yeah. Also, at the Oscars, I wanted to say, if you <laughs> if you wanted to see Wild and some of the other movies, the show actually gave away like some key things in the the movies. I don't know how to explain it without repeating what I saw, but it was just kind of disturbing that they would do that. I don't know who's producing the Oscars, but they need to be fired for next. Zanuck was the best Oscar producer and I wish he was still alive to do it every year because he was just amazing. So, 
moving on from some Oscar speech. Speaking of um, recent movies, I did see Chappie yesterday. No, Friday. I know, I'm a movie. I'm crazy for movies. I had the day off on Friday from work, so I walked around Boston, went to see Chappie. It was so good, but you have to have liked Elysium and District 9 in order to like this movie. So the movie was basically about my, um, I'm going to admit it, my secret crush, Dev Patel. He's so cute. And then I was like a little disgusted. It's secret because he just turned 24. Like this, He's turning 24, this, 25 this year. I didn't want to have a crush on him before because he was so young. <laughs> but um, he is, he works for a computer company that makes robots that he invented. And Sigourney Weaver is his boss. She's the CEO of the company, which I thought was amazing that a woman is in power. He makes these robots that can um, think on their own and help in the police force. And he is also on the side working on a program where not only the robots can help in the police force and think for themselves, but they can have consciousness, and they're more human. And he's doing trial and error, and he finally cracks the code, goes to Sigourney and says, can I run this program? She says, no. Well, he takes it upon himself to go down to the warehouse, take one of the about-to-be-crushed robots, and install this program. At the same time he's doing that, these con artists have to pay a debt to um, this drug lord who basically rules the streets. They have to pay him $7 million. So they decide to hijack one of the robots and make it do their bidding, but they decide to kidnap the maker of the robot because he knows how they, they work. So they kidnap him. He's got the robot in the car, all disassembled. They force him to assemble it. They run the computer, and Chappie is born. It's so awesome because how he explains it to them is, you know, this robot is like a child, so I have to come back and help teach the child right from wrong. And the guy's like, no, I don't want right from wrong. I want him to help me get rid of the debt and rob banks and cars and all this other stuff. So it's really emotional as far as you start to care about the robot. You start to care about Dev's character. And it's just such a good movie. Um, my only complaint is that, of course, people die. And I feel like the wrong people die. But that's just my theory. Um, good movie. Highly recommend it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But I highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, what else? Uh, of course, you all know that I love, 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 love Empire. Well... 
some confusing news about Impact. Well, first, I would like to congratulate the show because every single week the show gets better and better and better and bigger ratings. And it's just crazy how big the ratings are starting to get. I mean, the first week, like I said, it started off with a nine, which is pretty decent. And then every other week since the second, been in double digits. I mean, it's crazy. It is seriously insane. And last week, so it went from a nine on January 7th, and it's had a show every week. Last week, it hit 14.3. That's the ninth episode. Like, are you kidding me? The show is amazing. And it gets better and better every week. And now, of course, you have some reality star who I don't even know her name, and I'm not even going to try to look up her name, said, oh, the character of Cookie is based on me. Girl, bye. Nobody wants to base a character on you. Then, this is my favorite story. So Monique came out with a, um, she came out in an interview and said, well, since I won my Oscar, Lee Daniels said that I was blackballed. He said Hollywood blackballed me because I wouldn't play along with politics. For her Oscar campaign, one of the things you need to do, apparently, is you need to go to Cannes, or Cannes, as people pronounce it. It's a film festival in France. So she says, I I only had a couple of days off to spend with my family. They asked me to go to Cannes. I politely declined. Ever since then... I've been professionally blackballed. And I can't get work. I can't get the quality of work I want. And Lee Daniels told me this. And then Lee Daniels comes out and says, no, that's not what happened. It's not just that she declined to go to con. It's the fact that she had all these demands and all this stuff that she wanted. And she went overboard. And people are a little sour towards her. So then, after all that, back and forth with Lee, she says in an interview, actually, I was supposed to play the role of Cookie. They offered it to me. Honey, how could they offer it to you if you said you were being blackballed? Not only that, but Lee Daniels runs the show. It's him and Danny Strong, the team that did The Butler. If you were being blackballed and Lee Daniels said that, why would he then offer you the role of cookie? He wouldn't want to work with somebody who's blackballed, I don't think. Or that has these demands. So I'm confused. It's either one or the other. Well, Taraji went on. She, She hasn't responded to that. But she did say, the original Lucius was, and I think I mentioned this before, with Wesley Snipes. I said, if you want me, you got to hire Terrence or good luck. So that's the only thing she's responded to. I just think it's so ridiculous that Monique would say that. 
He said, why don't you rain on someone else's parade? Now people are saying, oh, Empire is a great show, but it's not good for black people. You know what? Stop. Just stop. I mean, <laughs> it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's very good for black actors, let me tell you that, because it's hiring more and more black actors. The only thing I don't like about it is that most shows usually wait until the third season or even second season to start bringing guest stars in, and I'm afraid it's going to lose its quality by bringing in characters excuse me, by bringing in guest stars just to boost their rating. I'm afraid of that. But also, too, what I've noticed is instead of hiring, you know, a day player, you know, for the the first producer of Lucius's hit record, they hired Cuba Gooding Jr. So they are making sort of more conscious choices. I do like that. But I'm still holding my breath because they hired Jennifer Hudson, who is known to be a singer. So she's going to be on the show as someone's doctor, which I don't want to give that away. How are they going to mesh that in with her singing? I just don't, I don't get it. But I'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to judge yet. But it's just, I hope they do pay, pay close attention to uh, the story, and not just hire people just to get ratings. I hope they do that. Just my, my thing. Um, speaking of television, I did see a new show called Pig. You guys have to check it out. It's so good. If you like, um, first of all, Jason Isaacs plays the lead role. He's an FBI agent. And Someone has stolen ancient artifact that could be in the right hands a great thing and the wrong hands a bad thing. So, done USA, really good show. Also, another good show, Secrets and Lies with Ryan Philippe. Now, I think a lot of people thought that Ryan Philippe was Mr. Reese Witherspoon. And so when he and Reese divorced, his career took a tumble, and you haven't really seen or heard from him. Well, he's been doing a lot in the background, and he's a single dad now. If you follow him on Instagram, he's always posting about spending time with his kids. I haven't seen a picture of his daughter yet, but I haven't, like, scrolled back. I've just seen a picture of his son who looks like a mini him. But um, he just wrote, directed, produced, and starred in a movie called Catch Hell, and it was so good. It's basically about a Hollywood star who's trying to reignite his career by starring in a new movie shot in Louisiana. When he goes to Louisiana, he gets kidnapped. And the story is how he survived the kidnapping. It is so good because I didn't expect him to go where he went. And some of the things that he does and says, you're just, I'm just, like, shocked over. But 
Um, I'm telling all my friends to watch it if you're a Ryan Philippe fan because he's just amazing. And if you um, follow him, if you like his Facebook and you write on his wall, he'll respond to you. He's so personable. I can't think that it's an assistant doing it. He has this new show on called Secrets and Lies, and it's a Australian show about a man who is jogging one one morning and finds a little boy's body. The little boy happens to be a kid in his neighborhood that plays with his daughter. So it's basically about who killed him and why. And the first episode aired last Sunday. The next episode airs tonight. It's a really good show. It's, in, it's almost like, I don't know how to say this, a family version of Twin Peaks. It's really impressive how he kind of was away for a while, or maybe he wasn't away. I don't know. I just haven't seen any projects from him. And now he's back with a vengeance. And Juliette Lewis plays his um, his basic arch nemesis, the, the detective investigating the case. And she has always, always been amazing. And I've always thought that that girl, woman, was underrated, as well as he. So I'm pretty happy that these two are in a show together, and I can't, I can't wait to see every every week. Um, yeah, pretty good. Um, also, if you want to laugh, I just want to plug it real quick. Um, check out Sirens on USA. It's about three MTs. So funny. If you want to catch up on season one, you can catch up on Netflix. All of season one is there, and I think. Season two, which is the current season, is on on demand. So you can always catch up. Um, my current soap that I watch, the only soap that I watch is Young and the Restless. And let me tell you, it is getting so good. I want to make this clear. Right now, at this moment, it's a great show. You got Neil dealing with two major storylines. One, finding out that Devon, his adopted son, is sleeping with his new wife. He was so upset, he started drinking. While he was drinking, his, I don't know, fellow AA member, Nikki, was there, offers to drive him home, he says, no, I don't want to go home. I want to go. No, she offered to drive. Yes, yeah, she did offer to drive him home. But instead, she's driving him to a meeting. And he realizes it and takes the wheel from her because he's just, he's not himself. The car swerves and hits Christine Williams. Her and Nikki have had some tension recently. Christine is pregnant. Christine loses the baby. Nikki takes the blame, saying, you know, it was an accident. I didn't mean it. Christine jumped out of the car, jumped in front of my car. She tells me I'll go along with it because, you know, you have a lot going on. You have a young child. You have, you know, his son, uh, Moses. You have grandkids to think about, you know, I'm the pillar of the community. People know that, you know, 
they, they loved me, and Victor can get me off anyway. It was a real honest conversation, something you don't see on day end. The way that she was talking to him, the way she explained why he, she needed to take the blame, it was really cool in a twisted way. But now he's in this major storyline because he just found out that the baby died. So basically, he killed this baby. And Christine's blaming Nikki, and Nikki's blaming herself, and it's just so good. I love seeing the veterans front and center because so many times when you're watching a soap with a new head writer coming in, the veterans are relegated to the background. And it's just nice to see them front and center. It really is. And I think Chuck Pratt, like I said, so far, is doing a great job. And I've been saying that online. The other storyline that I kind of like is the, and I call it, I know what you did, comma, Summer. So Summer's husband, um, Austin, got murdered while they were, while a group of them were in the cabin, and people are trying to figure out who did it. I don't like the fact that everybody blames somebody else every episode. I do like the fact that this head writer very wisely, I think, filled in some gaps in Summer and Austin's marriage, filled in even time gaps, and showed that Abby and Austin were having an affair. I like that. And I know that sounds bad because it makes Austin sound like a bad person, but if you were watching the storyline, you would see that it wasn't Austin being a bad person. It was the more that he got further into the marriage, the more he realized it wasn't for him, which is something young people do. They get married really quickly without thinking. What I don't like is how everybody is written to rally around Abby. Either they're against her and they think she's a homewrecker or they're rallying to support her. Abby is the person, as well as Billy, that called this poor guy Stitch a murderer and, and just, like, wrecked him every single time she saw him. And she did the same to Kelly. So for her to go around pointing fingers at other people, learning now what she did is kind of weird. That's the only thing that I don't like about the storyline, that nobody's calling her out on her crap. But whatever. Um, what I've noticed about Chuck Pratt is that he'll have those moments and then he'll follow it up with a moment where somebody does say something. Now, one thing that I found a little disturbing is that Dylan was in a fight with Joe Clark and Avery came over to stop it and he accidentally hit her. And it's addressed, but it's not addressed. It needs to be addressed because that was huge. And Dylan's not sought help. He's not really done anything to make amends to it. And I think it needs to be addressed. 
like ASAP. And um, yeah, that was kind of strange for me. Um, something that I am excited for, as far as um, going back to primetime TV, switching gears a little, sorry. The Kardashians just signed an $80 million deal to stay on E for four years. Now, I know that people are like, oh, I can't stand them, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. I enjoy watching them because, A, I know it's fiction. B, I know they're a mess, and I love that. And C, they're doing things that nobody else is doing on TV right now. One of the things that they will be doing is Bruce is getting his own show. Now, people think that this is when, excuse me, Bruce is going to come out as a trans woman. If that is the case, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch this. I really can't. So that's my theory on that. I really hope it's true because seeing someone of his status transitioning is just going to be an amazing thing. I can't wait. Um... I do have to say, and I wish Kyle was here to defend himself. He told me in Dallas, because like I said, you know, Dallas on a little bit of sabbatical, but we all still talk to each other. Um, he told me in Dallas that he's actually thinking about giving up on daytime because he's so fed up with General Hospital. Now, I don't know what's going on with General Hospital because I don't watch it or follow it or anything like that. The last time I tuned in, it was very cartoonish. So... I'll be interested to see or to hear why he decided to leave, but I told him, come on back to Genoa City. You got Eileen Davidson is here. Justin Hartley takes off his shirt. Um, I still believe Justin would have been a better Billy than he is an Adam. And Scott Elrod would have been a better Adam than a Joe Clark. But roles are already cast. What are you going to do? Um... What else is going on? Um, oh, big announcement. We are now, if you missed tonight's episode of The Spill Tea, you can always go on iTunes. We actually, as of last night, we are on iTunes, and I'm so excited about that because it kind of broadens the spectrum of who can listen to us now, which is great. Um, I love that. I love being able to reach as many people as we can. That's my goal. So, um, here in Boston, it hasn't snowed for a couple of days. The snow is melting, and it's very evident that it's melting. I just hope it keeps melting at a slow rate because I'm petrified that we're going to end up with so many floods because it's, I mean, I can walk past the snow bank on my street and it's taller than me. I'm 5'8". So I'm just a little worried about the snow melting too quick. But other than that, um, weather's been normal. I'm told that 
there's probably not going to be any more snow. I really hope that that's the case because I'm sick of it. <laughs> and I want to strangle that little groundhog for the shadow, which I think is kind of ridiculous that we still go by a groundhog to predict our weather in 2015, but whatever. Um, this weekend, like you know, I've been catching up on movies. Um, it's been nice. I mean, I only worked four hours yesterday, so it was nice to run to the store, go grocery shopping, then come home and watch movies. And then today I'm just watching my Law and Order marathon, doing the show, and just relaxing, preparing for my week. This coming week, I don't have anything going on too important. Just, you know, working, relaxing, that kind of thing. Um, just excited about, still appreciative, I should say, about being in Boston and just loving the experience and um, appreciating every little thing here. Um, yeah, just pretty happy. So, uh, what else is going on? Um, I think that's about it. I know this is a short show. I thought there'd be, you know, at least Kyle would be interested too, but like I said, yeah, yeah no, there's not a big deal. So I guess I'm going to leave it at that.